season's going to end on a double doink. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. There's going to be a parade on Broadway. And your hosts, Brendan Deeg and Eric Warner. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Hello, football faithful. Welcome back to another episode of Eagle Stock with Deeg. My name is Brendan Deeg. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. It would be greatly appreciated. If you can also rate the podcast and review the podcast wherever you do listen to your podcast would also be greatly appreciated. Today's episode has two sponsors. We're going to start with Manscaped. Ho, 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 gentlemen. The holidays came early here at Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched their new products, including their all-new premium body wash and a two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give yourself or someone who needs it the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. Go to manscaped.com and use code DOINK, D-O-I-K, DOINK, for 20% off and free shipping. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past, and it's possible you have Santa's beard in your pants. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology to reduce your cuts on your nuts. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Crop Reviver, the Crop Reviver, and anti anti-chafing ball deodorant, moisturizer, and toner. It's time to keep your North Pole feeling and smelling fresh. Get 20% off and free shipping using code DOINK, D-O-I-K, DOINK, at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping using code DOINK, at Manscaped.com. Take your ball defense to the promised land with Manscaped. Today's episode is also sponsored by CoolBet. CoolBet is the most transparent gaming company in the world. CoolBet also provides the best odds in Canada with world-class customer service. For first-time users, use the deposit code DOINK, D-O-I-K, DOINK, for a 100% welcome bonus up to $200 when signing up with CoolBet. That's code DOINK, D-O-I-K, DOINK, and CoolBet will match your first deposit up to $200. Give our friends at CoolBet Canada a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CoolBet Canada. CoolBet, stay cool. And bet responsibly, we're talking some Eagles football with my friend, my man, Gail Saunders. Gail, how we doing? Man, I'm living the dream. I'm talking to Brendan Digg. We're talking Eagles. This is this is life, right? <laughs> this is life, man. Uh, I was actually I was on a show. Uh, I was on a show with Jill Gallant, who's my host, host of Touchdown Touchdown Town, about a week ago, and he's asking me how the hell did I get so involved in Eagles Twitter? And I think a oh, big big thanks has to go to you, man. You uh, took a chance with me five years ago, Fourth and John, and I wouldn't be where I was without you. So just wanted to give you a thanks and appreciate hey, you. Man. Man, I mean, you got the, got the juice, man. You got the juice, <laughs> That is true. All right, let's talk some ball, Gail. Um, you were at the game. You were there. You saw it in person. Eagles win 40-29. Is that the final score, I believe? Right, 40-29? Yeah, 40-burger, man. Yeah, 40-burger. Uh, it was a big win. Eagles now are 5-6. and six. Um, We are right there in the wild card spot. But let's talk strictly this game before we kind of go big picture here. Um, what was your big Jalen Hurts takeaway in this game? What did you think of him? You know, I think he managed the game pretty well. I think, you know, some some people might look at him escaping the pocket at sometimes and using his mobility, but and, and you know, talking about him staying in the pocket. I'm I'm a guy that I, I want him to see him progress to stay in the pocket. But again, uh the mobility is part of his game, you know. Coming out of Oklahoma is his his last year there, I mean, putting up thirteen hundred yards of rushing. This is him. This is part of his game. You know, three touchdowns, the most rushed by uh Eagles quarterback ever. Um, it was a, it was a solid performance, and I think if you give him a run game, 
uh, stabilizes the offense. Then you let Jalen do what he does best. And I think it opens up everything else for the, the Eagles offense. And the crowd loved it. His rushing performance was spectacular. Like it was, that was the best performance I've seen by a rushing quarterback in a while. I know we've seen some Lamar Jackson performances, but the way he's able, like they do it in different ways. Like they're they're not similar runners, you know. Like he's more flashy. Jalen Hurts is more physical, but they have very similar stats, and it was super impressive on the ground in this game. Jalen Hurts had 18 carries, 69 yards, and three touchdowns. And like you said, that, that just having the run game around him is so important. And uh, look, I, he he didn't make a lot of big throws, but he didn't have to. And I think he had, I think in that one drive, he had like two third down long conversions to Dallas Goddard, and that's all they're asking him to do right now. And I think this performance is fine. I know the passing wasn't there, but overall, it was a great performance by him. Well, you look at the beginning of the season; he's averaging thirty plus throws a game, mm-hmm. um, and, and now he's around twenty plus th- throws a game. Um, so, I mean. I'm cool with that. Like uh, yeah. we're talking about winning football games. We're talking about, you know, if it's important to for his development for him to grow, why wouldn't you want to see him uh, develop? You know, when, if you got him doing something where he's, um, you know, defenses are now figuring out what he's doing. Add the rush game. Add some trickery. Let him develop on his own time. I felt like he was uh, the, the the game plan early in the season. Really didn't make sense, but now it's it's starting to click a little bit. Yeah, let's talk offense the whole year. You mentioned it. Like, I'd still like to get to the bottom of what the hell happened for the first seven weeks, but it's in the past, um, I guess. And there's no, or the first six weeks, there's no reason to kind of harp on it. That's something maybe we look at the end of the season because it is very weird. There's a change in game plan. But right now, this game plan is clicking. The Eagles ran for 242 yards down the throats of the best defense, the best run defense in the NFL. I think they were fourth in defensive DVOA heading into that game in general. So they were one of the best defense in the NFL, not just in the run game. So this was super impressive. Um, what did you make of the uh, What did you make of the running back rotation? Did you, did you think the, they did a fine job kind of splitting the carries? And what would you like to see going forward from the running back group? You know, I'm a big, uh, you know, you know, big fan of Miles Sanders' work, um, his ability to break the home run ball and uh, a home run run. But over the last couple of weeks, the guys who have stabilized this this running attack has been, you know, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott. You like yeah. Jordan Howard's ability to work on the inside zone, one cut runner, get a field, move the pile, always fall forward for the most part. So, I mean, I think uh, I like the stable now. And, it, uh, you know, at first I was like, I need 15 carries from – Sanders, but for right now, I think, uh, you know, as Sanders, you know, when you put the ball on the ground, you, you, you kind of like, all right, let's get, let him get his yeah, feet that fumble back. was big, man. Like, I oh, my God. So oh. And then he had another one, too, right? Like, that they, they stopped on four progress. That, that should have been probably a fumble. I think that was a bad call. The Eagles kind of got lucky. But, yeah, you're right. I kind of forgot about that. Those fumbles were huge. And he had he had, a, he had some fumbles in his senior year at uh, his was it his junior year at Penn State, so I mean like, you're just hoping that he's not going back to that. But I, it's going to take him some a couple games to get back to himself. Um, but overall, I'm I'm feeling the stable. But we'll we'll be without Jordan Howard this week. He's yeah. dealing with a knee sprain at the moment, so. Yeah, it's going to be Miles Sanders. He's going to have to kind of take care of the workload. It's going to be him and Boston Scott, and we got the Giants coming up. We know Boston Scott loves the New York Giants. He loves playing that team. Um, yeah, the, no, the, the fumbles was was a was that could have been a big problem. I thought overall the offensive game plan was great. Like I know that in the second half they kind of tailed off a little bit. Um, they start uh, Nick Sirianni's play calling kind of got conservative. He actually admitted in the press conference 
um, that his play calling did get conservative. And I like that. I like a coach that kind of admits that what he's doing wrong, and he's been never been afraid to kind of admit his um, his faults and his weaknesses. So I like that from him. But yeah, like overall, I thought the offense was was great. Like forty points, thirty three on offense because uh, we had the, the pick six from Darius Slay. So you can't go wrong with that. Like it's just some offensive some offensive stats, like just over the last um, few weeks. So overall, the Eagles are eighth in offensive DVOA right now, which is spectacular. Like if you told me before the year they would be eighth in offensive DVOA through eleven weeks, I would have signed up for that all day. They had twenty or J- Jalen Hurts now has twenty first down runs on third down that's six more than any other player so that's really good um 17 tds and one turnover in the red zone that's fourth best in the nfl like this jalen hurts and this offense just as a whole is clicking very well yeah and we cannot uh forget the the hogs up front you know the yeah. big guys you talk about them gelling at the right time and i, I said earlier in the season just you know, you're, you're passing all the time. You're taking these hits. I mean, now we're delivering blows in the run game. We're now we're, yeah. you know, showing some physicality. Now we're seeing this, the size uh, of the our, the left side of the line with Melada and Dickerson. Those guys, aka the big ballpa, yeah. uh, Melada likes to call him. But <laughs> they're coming together as a teamwork. I mean, they, they could be a WWE. Uh, a tandem tag team. Well, there are mass men on that left side. Like, I would not want to be going against that left side of the Eagles offensive line right now. I thought I thought it was Brian Westbrook who had mentioned, like, just, he thought, you know, back in the day when he when we talked about Runyon and Trey Thomas being big guys, he's like, look at what we have now. I mean, mm-hmm. then you go to the right side, you have the elder statesman, Kelsey, still pulling like no buddy's business he's out there uh on the move and then you got to get hat tip to jack driscoll and then lane johnson is um back in his bag and he's, he's having some, some fun out there so yeah. it's good to see them you know as a unit um imposing their will yeah like this offensive line right now is, is you can argue is top three in the nfl just the way they're able to move in the run game i tweeted just about like an hour ago jack driscoll right now 20th offensive rank guard on pff like he was drafted as an offensive tackle. I don't think the Eagles had in mind specifically him to play guard like in the future. And it looks like he's kind of gelled into that spot. Like Jeff Stoutland deserves like a lifetime contract right now. He has done such a good job of getting this offensive line. Like they they're not fully healthy. Like Brandon Brooks is out. Like they were planning on having him all year, and he's not there on this offensive line. They're still moving people. Lane Johnson is playing out of his mind right now. He's probably one of the best offensive tackles or is the best right tackle in the NFL. And like you said, the left side of the offensive line is huge, and they're doing a great job. Any more any more points in the offense before we move to the defense? Uh, I think Devontae Smith, he, he's he's developing into his own. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, regardless of if if the numbers aren't there in the pass game, like is it, if, if Smitty's eating – uh, and working a lot of these uh, top-rated cornerbacks in the league. I mean, hey, we got Goddard um, coming into his own as well. We're seeing some development of some young players. So overall, I'm I'm very excited with those two. Yeah, like Dallas Goddard with that that catchy Adam, he's kind of like cuffing the ball with his hand. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, Devonta Smith is uh, he's playing out of his mind right now. He's he's basically their only wide receiver that's really getting open. It's 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 it sucks to see kind of Jalen Schrager struggle right now. But it, Devonta Smith picking up the workload. I think the offense as a whole going forward, it should be ran through Dallas Goddard, Kes Watkins, and Javante Smith. Those are the only three guys they should be planning targets for. If that makes sense, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I, I don't, I, you don't need to force Jalen Rager any more targets. You don't like, and this is coming from a guy that was all over Jalen Rager in the draft. I really liked him, and it's been disappointing. I, I finally admitted um, to my buddy before the podcast yesterday. I said I think I'm ready to call Jalen Rager a bust. 
Um, oh, and it sucks to say. Hey. Like, look, man, they were kick, they were punting the ball to him on purpose and kicking the ball to him on purpose. And they weren't able to, he wasn't able to make any plays. It, that, that game kind of just kind of emphasized everything that's been going wrong with him. Uh, you, you know, that I think, you know, again, like he was a, one of the guys that we had targeted and that, that the Eagles would probably draft and they did draft him. But, yeah. you know, obviously we we're all higher on Justin Jefferson, but Jeff, Justin Jefferson was not selected. But, you know, <laughs> It is what it is, but um, the fact that I think mentally he's got to get there as a professional. Um, and yeah. I, I actually, I was actually interacting with a, someone sent me a tweet this morning, and it had a tweet under, I guess, a former tweet of yours, and then it was Jalen's dad. Oh man, J- Jalen Rager's dad is like blows up my DMs once a week. And I, didn't, I don't know if I've said that before, but I've never replied to him. But he uh, he comes at me on Twitter. He is not afraid to go at people, and like it's just like it's just not like you said. It's not professional. It, it's it's weird. Well, I, again, like I I do get this conversation a lot. I'm just like, there's a moment in time where you just have to like, you know, just fall back and just do your thing. Like we've yeah. seen a lot of receivers here in the city. Uh, you know, uh, Aguilar or just guys who have been in their head. And I, I feel like, especially with his fan base, I think it's just not a, it's a recipe for disaster. If you're going to, I just think you just need to fall back for social media and just do your thing. I, I, do you think it's just that though? Like I, the talent I, just I, doesn't, the talent just doesn't look there right now. Like he doesn't well, have any juice. Like they were kicking the ball to him on purpose. Like they were well, begging I, I him just, to make a play, and they, they just, and like that's your first round pick from last year. Like, yeah. look, I get where you're coming from. I do think that like there's some there's some mental issues and stuff, and like the talent like in college. Like, I was huge on him coming out of college. I wanted him over Justin Jefferson, which now I look like a complete idiot. Justin Jefferson's the second best wide receiver in the NFL right now, but so behind Devonte Adams, in my opinion. But like, I just I don't think the juice and the talent is just there. From what a first round pick should have been, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you you look look at Devonta Smith as a route god, and you yeah. go back to um, you know, they're they're night and day players in that sense. And so, if you're gonna, is it's you talk about uh the screens? His dad his dad was a little upset about the screens and how yeah. they're using him. But I mean, you have to figure out how to use him, and you, you gotta like as a as a front office, they gotta figure it out. No, for um, sure. It, it, it's I, I I again I just think the offense like you should be dialing up plays for Goddard Watkins and Smith in the passing game like those three guys should be the focal point. Focal point. There's no there's just there's no need to like to like if if Rager's open on the second read or something by all means but I, I just don't think there's a need to force the ball in his hands anymore. Um, before we move off the offense, yeah. I thought a stat that I thought was pretty cool. Um, Eagles have controlled the clock seventy four point five uh, seventy four minutes and fifty nine seconds over the last two games and their two big wins. Like that's sixty percent of the clock. Like this is anti Chip Kelly right now. Like this is we're gonna hold on to the ball. We're gonna possess it. We're gonna run it down your throats. I think that is should be the key going forward. It's time possession, running the ball, and they've been doing that. I think that's gonna be really important going forward. I mean, imposing your will, dictating to others versus, yeah. you know, that's that's the that's the vibe I'm with right now. For one hundred percent. All right, let's uh, let's talk some de- let's talk the defense here quick. Um, the Eagles defense has played pretty well over the last two weeks. They are now 19th in defensive DVOA. They were 24th heading into last week, so big bump from the, the game against the New Orleans Saints. Um, look, I, I think the I think the key to this defense is going to be takeaways. They have four takeaways in the last two games, which has been huge. Uh, Darius Slay is playing out of his damn mind right now. He is, in my opinion, top three cornerback in the NFL, maybe top two behind Jalen Ramsey. I still think Ramsey is playing at an ultimate, uh, extremely high level, but. 
man, like this guy's been a game changer for this football team. When they traded for him, they were expecting, I don't know, this high a level, but they were expecting him to make some plays, get some interceptions, and he is doing everything they, that they've asked for and more. He is worth every single penny they have paid him. Yeah, and there's some been, you know, some people out there on Eagles Twitter. I mean, there's a lot of mixed bag of opinions on Eagles Twitter, but even from, you know, people that are in the uh, the media um, or, or doubting Slay's game. I mean, they don't call him big play Slay for nothing. Yeah. Um, kind of the vibe at our tailgates is usually the tomato pies that we have from Conchi Bakery is kind of the vibe we, we kind of like things that we're thinking about. And we had we had there, uh, you know, we had Slay on a tomato pie yeah. for a I reason. I saw Jen Slay. You guys, did she come? Did she end up coming through her? You know what? She was looking for us, but she said she will be at the next tailgate. Okay, uh, gotcha. so that will be pretty awesome. But um, so you got to get another. Just, you got to get another slave tomato pie then going. Oh, we got to slay the whole. Got to slay <laughs> the whole tailgate. Like, yeah. I have posters done. You know, you name it. But just he overall, he's brought a vibe to this secondary. Um, yeah. Into the defense in terms of making plays. You talk about guys like T.J. Edwards stepping up and making plays. Um, you know. That playmaking ability, getting those turnovers, is something that we as fans have been longing for for a couple of years. So we're seeing it. Um, I know, you know, it helps when the quarterbacks aren't elite. Um, but hey, you, you only play who you play. Um, yep. And I, I thought overall it was a game changer um, play by Darius Slay. Yeah, like he's had three touchdowns in the last four weeks, I believe. Two of those have been huge. Like that one against Denver was massive. Oh. Like that one against Denver was a game. Like they were only down seven points. The, the Eagles were up, sorry, only seven points on that fourth down play. He takes that back to the house. It's a it's a seven-point swing right there. That was ball game. That interception on Trevor Simeon was, again, massive. Like that pick six, like before the end of the half, like making it 27-7, like that was such – like those are just big game changing plays that you need from a player. Like he's been, he's been awesome. Like I'm so, I'm so excited to see this guy play this way. It's been, I haven't seen a defensive player on the Eagles play this well in a long time. So it's really cool to see. Um, I, I again, I think overall, I think takeaways is going to be a huge thing, for, uh, component of this defense. They gotta turn the ball over and get takeaways. Um, I, and I also, I think that the, what do you think about the defensive line? I feel like they could, I feel like there's some juice missing there. I feel like this has been, this is a heavy play unit. Like, this is the most invested unit on the team. And I, Javon Hargraves kind of went away. Fletcher Cox played okay the last two weeks, but I'm looking for something more from this D line. I think it's going to be imperative, you know, the up, the distance, the upcoming week. Um, but uh, again, um, you know, I, I think we're going to need a little bit more couple more sacks yeah um but i i I feel like they'll get they'll get back into it you Mm -hmm. know um but we you know playing against the saints who were pretty banged up you thought they would have a couple more but they were great overall they're creating some pressure uh simeon looked uncomfortable yeah Um, so let's 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 try not to get daniel jones a 75 yard run or (laughs) you know if let's stop daniel jones can we do that no he was pressured 47 percent of his snaps i think Last night against the Bucks, like they, that's the formula. Just get them, like attack them. This is the Giants' offense line's weak. Um, they they should be able to dominate up front. Um, one more thing I do wanted to get to um, on the defensive side of the ball was uh, C.J. Edwards and Avante Maddox contract extensions. You like what they've done there? You know, I, I felt felt like Avante Maddox. Something we were calling for. I know on our our podcast, it was like you know put him on the inside and you know, play to player strengths. You play him on the inside. And he, he's he's flourishing. Um, yeah. You, you can recall the playback against the uh, 
against Carolina when you, that, that juice shows up. Um, I think you had mentioned something on Twitter about that play um, about Avante Maddox, but I, I, I yeah. think overall, I think he's earned his money. And um, if you got him on the inside, uh, he'll, he'll continue to flourish. TJ Edwards, the guy who's worked his way onto this roster and now, uh, now he's got the ability to, to, to start. And, mm -hmm. you know, some player, some people might feel like he's a, a two down player, but, you know, hey, man, cerebral play on that where he, he's hiding behind the line. Uh, he, he's looking like he's going to blitz, comes back out, makes a hell of a play. I uh, wonder if Howie's just like, you know what, let's let's reward him <laughs> for his play. He starts so, dialing up the contract in the, in the press box or in the upstairs. Can we get on that? Um, That's probably what But happened. as a leader, TJ yeah. Edwards is – I heard a lot of people, um, you know, value what he brings to, to the table in the locker room. So. Yeah, quiet storm, for mm -hmm. sure. No, for sure. I think I, the Maddox contract I thought was a tad expensive. I, I, that was the one thing I might have some pushback on, but he's played pretty well. I, I don't mind locking him up, but the Goddard and all the contract extensions they've done, I thought Howie's done a pretty good job, and I'm willing to give him credit. I've been really hard on the guy. I think Eagles Twitter and Eagles fans and just Eagles media in general has been pretty tough on him, but I will. I'll give him some props for what he's done. All right, Gail, let's talk uh -huh. big picture before we go. We got five and six. We got a 16 and 32 opponent record coming up until week 18. Washington twice, Giants twice, and the Jets. Is this Philadelphia Eagles team in the playoffs this year? I think they have a real shot right now. Like, if I think this week is, it's imperative for the whole vibe. Like, you, if you, it's all about stacking dubs. If you ever played on a football team, as you, as you get on a roll, there becomes a, a it's just not a wins. It's also confidence. Um, mm -hmm. It's also about team unity. If you can stack this dub this week, I think they got a good shot to make the playoffs because I feel like, you know, Jalen Hurts is in his bag right now, um, especially with the run, run, running attack, the way they're running the football. Because um, at the end of the day, at the end of the season, when everyone's banged up and tired, it's about physicality, physicality. And they continue to show this kind of running uh, ability from this offense. And then, you know, Jalen, Jalen Hurts, you know, getting in his bag in the passing game a little bit more. I think that they, they could take a run. You know, I, I'm, I'm seeing confidence. I'm seeing that they're having fun. I feel like uh, they're in a good headspace at, at this moment. Yeah. So the way I've looked at it is I think they got to I think they got to take both games from the Giants. I think this is a bad matchup for the Giants. The Giants are 30th and run defense DVOA right now. I think this is a good opportunity for the Eagles to kind of run all over them here going. And then you get the Jets. You could be seven and six probably at the bye. I think Washington, they split one of those games. Like, just win one of them. Don't go down 2 nothing to them. And then, look, if you beat Washington twice or beat the Giants twice, beat the Jets and Washington once, you're 4-1 and one in those five-game stretches right there. Like, you are going to be 9-7 and seven at, in going into Week 8 or Week 18. And that's playoffs. If you're 9-7 and seven going into Week 18, you're making the playoffs. And then if the Cowboys sit their players, if they're riding high and they're like, hey, we got this, yeah, you know? Like, yeah, like I think nine and eight gets you in. And the Eagles have tiebreakers. They got a tiebreaker over the Saints. You got a tiebreaker over the Falcons. I don't know if the Falcons are going to do much. You got a tiebreaker over the Carolina Panthers. Like, you got tiebreakers here. I know the 49ers have one over you, but like, I, again, I think nine and seven, it should be the goal for this team going into week 18. And I'm just going back to QB play. You look at the QBs that we've played and are faced. Elite quarterbacks are, have been our kind of our weaknesses. Yeah. Um, that's like none of these quarterbacks coming up scare me no in terms of you know 
eliteness. So, I mean, that's where that's like it's in it's in favor on paper. It looks great. Um, But from what I'm seeing on the field, hey, man, they got their first home W riding high. Uh, They're they're getting turnovers. Players are stepping up, making big plays. They're progressing. And the fertilizing is starting to blossom. <laughs> so you got, so you got flowers in the background there. <laughs> I put them there just for this podcast. They're three <laughs> and one, man, since that speech. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. Hey, hey, we, know. we started giving out flowers at the tailgate. And I said, hey, yo, it's, it's, hey, the vibe is right now. So we're, we're going with the flower power. There I might go. even I might even pull out a ski mask with a flower oh, on yeah. the uh, ski mask. I would look good, 100%. I actually it's bought some guy. last night. <laughs> so you're just teasing I'm, it. I, I, you're I not Mike, them. you did it. You did it. I, I am making them. I am making them. So. <laughs> All right, Gail, this is fun. Before you go, why don't you uh, why don't you plug in anything you want the listeners to take a look at? Uh, you can check us out, the 4th and John podcast. If you're at home games and you want to tailgate with a bunch of great people um, down there at the uh, link, uh, check us out, the 4th and John tailgate. We're in parking lot G2. Shout out to uh, my guys, Prime and Evan Hollywood Hearn on the podcast, Chris Malley. Um, and uh, I mean, it's overall, man, uh, we're always uh, riding high with the Eagles. Good or bad, we're there through it all. Um, you check it out. Check it out. Check us out. Fourth and John on all socials, fourthandjohn.com. Uh, but also want to say, man, I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me on. And I, I'm loving what you're doing, Brendan. You've been killing it since day one. Since I met you, uh, it's you've been flourishing, and I'm proud to see you uh, do your thing, man. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You've been awesome. Make sure to check out Fourth and John. Uh, great guys there. Thanks for hosting the tailgate. I had a ton of we had a ton of fun week two coming all the way from Canada to see you guys, um, and definitely we'll be back next year. And make sure to check out Double Learning Podcast episode yesterday. We'll have another episode tomorrow, and then Thomas Peterson of Breaking the Birds will be back on Thursday, and we will talk to you later.